0: You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. I love that song, by the way. Good morning, everyone. How's How's everybody doing? I got a breeze up here. We may be here a while. This is so good. Up here, maybe here a while. Hey, welcome to Dust Bowl 2020. How's everybody doing? Somebody said, uh, "What else could happen?" Let's don't go there. Okay, let's just let's just keep it. The last thing that just happened. The Dust Bowl is here. Uh, let me say this: If there's going to be a title to this message, I would call it "Who's Your Daddy." All right, that would be. We just came out of Father's Day, and uh, sometimes I get to make up stuff, and I don't tell anybody, and that just happened. So, who's your daddy today? We've been doing Galatians. want to go over and let you know where we've been. And it's really been an interesting study. The whole gospel's in there, how God wants us to think about him, how God wants to address him. That's what we're going to talk about today. What does he really want from us? So, these letters are Galatian letters. They were read to the churches. They were correction letters, actually, because everybody was messing the whole thing up. Not like it is now. We've got it all figured out. We're pretty good. We know how to do this stuff. And so they were messing everything up. So Paul writes these letters. And in the middle of all those letters, we got all this truth about who God is, how God works, and what we should be doing with it. So we had this mix-up happening first, though. They had the mix-up. They had the Old Testament trying to get into the New Testament. Jesus comes along and says, everybody can be a part of the family. And then the Jews got into that and said, hold on a minute. We got this law thing. Y'all remember the Ten Commandments? Remember last week, okay, good. You remember that nobody could keep them? You know what I'm saying? So none of y'all kept the Ten Commandments. So that's pretty good. So what they did is they decided to write some other stuff. They write some, I wrote some laws around the Ten Commandments, like 500. So they thought they could keep those, and they didn't do too well with that either. So, so now the whole thing was the Ten Commandments, basically, we were not supposed to be able to keep them. Now, that was a surprise last week, wasn't it? The idea was the whole thing was to tell us that we can't do this without somebody else, and that somebody else was Jesus Christ. So they had all this mix-up, had the Ten Commandments, nobody's paying attention to the law. And then we had, all right, now, well, we've, all of us are in the family, now what we're going to do. Then we had this two thing going, this brand, two brands of Christianity. One says you got to obey all the rules, and then this other thing says you can love people. This is, <laughs> this is crazy, isn't it? Uh, you can love people that are not like you. And, uh, and, and this is what the Jews were trying to figure out. So we can let everybody in the family? Yeah, we can. It's who's your daddy. That's going to be the message as we walk into this. So we found out that last week, uh, it really didn't matter about what you've done, where you've been, because I think the rules messed us up when it comes to religion. And I think that happened a lot over and over. Many people never came to Jesus Christ, never come to church because they have this thing that says, I got to cling myself up before God will accept me. That actually, that's the opposite of what he does. It's called grace. And it's freely given, and it's to everyone. And again, he wants to be, let me say this, he wants to be your daddy. Now, that's a hard concept that we have to deal with. That was a very hard concept, especially when you come out of the Old Testament where this fear and reverence. And when I was growing up and when I was in church, you know, there's a lot of things you couldn't do in church. You couldn't run in church. uh, You couldn't wear certain clothes in church. Your hair had to be a certain length in church. All this stuff, all this stuff. So here Jesus shows up and he says, I want everybody in the family. And then we have a heavenly father who says, I want to be your dad. This was really, really strange to everybody that was hearing this. So we know the relationship was changing. Now, I want to say this. Everybody pay attention. Everybody look, you're paying attention. You're not listening to the radio or something else. Are you you're still paying attention? God never wanted to be your religion. He always wanted to be your dad. So let's, let's talk about that just for a second. God, he never wanted to be your religion. He always wanted to be your dad. And this was a hard concept for everybody to figure out. And I don't know how you relate to God, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about those things in just a minute. In Galatians 3, 26, if you have my have the Marathon app, you can just click on there, and you can follow some of this stuff that I've done and put on there for you. He says, you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Now, he's not leaving out the girls, by the way. Just letting you know that's uh, for everyone. So here's the deal. So now God decides that I want you to be part of the family. I do want to be your daddy, but do you understand what that looks like? And this was very hard for everybody to figure out. We're sons and daughters of God, so things have changed a little bit. So things changed a little bit. So we went from you know, rules to relationship, from law to love, and now we have this thing that's happening. Paul says that basically God wants to be your daddy. He doesn't want to be your religion. Now here's the problem with some of that for all of us. I don't know how you uh, relate to God right now. And when I look at this, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not quite there. After all the years, because I had so much bringing up in religion and things, and I relate to God in a little different way. Especially when I prayed for, prayed with him, and prayed and talked to him, I was thinking, "Do I call? You know, I've heard people call him Daddy." And I thought, can we really call him Daddy? Uh, Basically, the scripture says we should. So he really wants to be our dad. So here's what happened. When the right time came, this is Galatians, he says, when the right time came, here's what he says, he had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman, so he wanted to experience that. Watch Watch how God, you know, sent Jesus Christ and started experiencing everything we know born of a woman then who's born under the law that's what he was experiencing to redeem those under the law the reason why is because we can't keep it so thank God for Jesus Christ right it was a bill to be paid and he paid it that we might receive adoption listen to this adoption to sonship so i have come to adopt everyone into the family of God and i'm going to pay the price I'm going to pay your bill, I'm going to create grace, and you're going to get to be in it, and I want to be your dad. So that's what was happening. Now, there's some things and there's some privileges that come with this. By the way, we have some rights and privileges by being adopted into the family of God. This is a different a different concept that everybody was talking about. Because you're his sons. God sent his spirit. He said, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. Now listen very carefully. So God has his son's spirit living in you, and that makes you a part of the family. That makes you have rights and an heir to the throne of God, which makes us heir with Jesus Christ, which changes everything that we do and how we see God that is happening right now. Nothing seems to be going right, but we'll tell you why in a minute. I have a really good idea. Would you like to hear that in just a few minutes? Maybe I can help you so we can get that done. So he sent his son, and he says, I want you to call me dad. And the, you imagine the, the religious people were having a fit. They were talking reverence and fear and all those things in the Old Testament, and now he comes in and says, I want you to, be, I want you to call me dad. So who's your daddy? Now, how hard is it to say heavenly father or dad? Dad. This is what we have to deal with. And listen, it really does change our relationship and how we deal with things and how we see what's happening right now. So what is happening right now? Where is our dad? Well, he's here. He's still here. He hasn't left. And you will see. Addressing God on a personal relationship was a new concept. One of the things that happened, I think we went from Old Testament, uh, zap you God kind of concept to hug you, God, kind of concept. This is what was going on. So we went from a zapper to a hugger in the New Testament. And my, I don't know how you walk around and you think, uh, you, you, did anybody do anything wrong this week? Or, is there, or everybody, was everybody good? You know what I'm saying? Okay, we did. Is that wrong? Yes? Okay. We have, everybody's honking the heart. See, here's what happens. Here's what happens. We do something wrong and we think God's going to zap us. <laughs> isn't that the way it works? God's a zapper. No, he's not. No, he's not. Jesus Christ said, I don't want you to zap them, zap me. I'll take you. I'll pay their bill, and I'll do, we call this thing called grace, because dad, listen, he will the dad, which is heavenly father, wants to be your dad. He's not going to zap you. He loves you. And this is the hard concept to believe in that something like this has happened. He says, you are no longer slaves, but a child of God. And since you're his child, God has made you an heir. So I have everything. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that real quick. Because I got to tell you what God's doing. Because we're in this family thing. I'll say this. We're kind of like in the family business. And you'll see this in just a minute. The operating system, how do you operate? He says, we're no longer slaves or servants, but we are part of the family. So how do we operate? Do we operate out of slave or do we operate out of son? This is what he's saying. Let me give you some stuff. The slave has a master. He's always afraid of the master. He doesn't know what the master is doing. And Jesus says, oh, no, you know what I'm doing. You know what we're up to. We're in the family, and you know what we're up to. So the son, there's the difference between a slave and a son. The son has a father, and this is who we have. This has changed for us. So he wants to be your daddy. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought you about your adoption to sonship, and we cry out, Abba, Father, which is daddy, is what he's telling us. The Spirit himself testifies with us. The Spirit within us testifies to the Heavenly Father that we're his child. Jesus Christ's Spirit living in us. Now, let me say this real quick so that you can understand. This is an absolute miracle that takes place when you accept Jesus Christ. An absolute miracle of transformation and mystery that takes place when you accept Jesus Christ. I can tell you what happened to me. You can tell your story. But until you've experienced it, you will never know what it's like to become a child of God and that transformation of his spirit moving into our life. And all of a sudden, I move from outside to inside. I'm in the family and I'm heirs with Jesus Christ. I am no longer a slave. I am a son. And that is a different concept, and he wants to be your dad. So let's do this. You can always tell what kind of relationship you have with somebody by what you call them. If I said to my dad, Mr. Cox, <laughs> Mr. Cox, can I talked to you? That's not a really deep relationship. But if I say, Dad, that's different. I've got a friend named Bob Brittingham. I've known him for 30 years. I know he's watching right now. He lives on the other side of Greenville. I've known him for 30 years. His name's really, it could be Robert Bob, and everybody calls him Bob. But when I get with him, I call him Bobby. The reason I call him Bobby is because I have a relationship with him. And when he beats me at golf, I have other names I have for him that we won't go there. We'll talk about that some other time. But how do you address your father? When you pray, what do you do? Oh, heavenly Father, oh, great one. What do you do? Or do you just say, Dad, it's me again. (laughs) Guess what? Do you know what? I think you need to understand that your father wants to be called on. I know when my daughter, you know, she's at the beach right now. She's supposed to be. I hope she's there. Who knows? When she comes home, when she comes home, I want we want to be called. We want to be talked to. I love when my daughter asks me, well, she asked me for a lot of things. Every now and then, I just like to say, hey, I love you, Dad. I don't want nothing today. <laughs> but our Heavenly Father wants to be talked to. So how you pray is a different story. Well, here's what the slave has. The slave is an employee. The slave is an employee. See, here's, here's what you think. You work for God is what you think. The people out there standing in the sun, can y'all hear me? The volunteers, do you have the right? All right, you can say one or two things. They are working for God, and that would be an employee. You see, I I don't work for God. I work with God. You know why? Because I'm in the family business. They're in the family business. I do it because I have a, a vested interest in you. Because this is what the family business is. It's making sons and daughters of as many people as you possibly can see and find. That's the family business. I have this restaurant called Joe's Bar and Grill in North Myrtle Beach. If you've ever been there, you'll love it. They have raccoons that come up to the windows. You can't touch them now. Don't get excited. They're wild raccoons. I took my daughter in there. And, I, and I, when I go to Joe's Bar and Grill... And I have a a waitress, and I have the, the, you know, all the hostess and all this. I notice there's something different about them than when I go to some other place. And the difference is this: they're the sons and the daughters of the owners, and they own it. Have you ever been to a place where you know they don't own it? And this is what he's talking about. This is a different kind of concept. I'm in the family business. I'm not an employee. I don't work for God. I work with him. And that's what you have to think about when you're doing the things that you're doing, when you're serving, all those things. The son is an heir, not an employee. This is so crazy, isn't it? Galatians will wear you out. This is unbelievable. So you need to tell me I can call him dad, yes. So I have a vested interest in the family business, yes. He wants as many people as he can get to Jesus Christ, sons and daughters, and you're in the family business. That changes how you work. That changes how you come to church. If you find yourself thinking, I don't really want to do this, I don't want to read my Bible, I'm tired, you, you're, you need to check your relationship and make sure you're in the family business because that changes everything. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs of Christ. Indeed, we share his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. I have everything that Jesus Christ has. I am in the will. I have everything that he has and everything that belongs to him. I actually have that. I really cannot believe God did that. Do you you understand how hard this concept is for us? Especially if you've been in church all your life. I have a heavenly father and I can call him dad and now have everything that Jesus Christ has. Does this not change how you get up tomorrow? You know, think about this. I own everything that he owns. It changes the relationship. Again, I'm in the family business, and I love the family, and I love getting together. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God, which is dad, and with deep reverence, with instruction and wisdom. I added those things in your app, by the way. That's what that means. And fear, for God is working in you. For God is working in you, giving you desire and a power to do what he put, to what Pleases him. God's working in you, and that's where your passion comes, that's where your desire comes. Why do you want to stand out in the sun if you're a volunteer? You ever thought about that? Why do you want to do anything for God? Because you feel like you have to? This is is the concept that was changing and needs to change for you. Why do you do what you do when it comes to God things? God does not want to be your religion. He wants to be your father. So, why do you do the things you do? Why do you even read your your Bible? Why do you even want to serve? Are you tired of this or tired of that? Why do you do what you do? The concept is different when you're a part of the family. The concept is different. And this is what Jesus Christ came, and this is why Paul was trying to tell us y'all need to see yourselves as heirs and as children. You're not outsiders and we're in the family business. The slave is driven by duty. Do you serve because you have to, because nobody else wants to, or do you think it'll please God if I do it? The slave is driven by duty. The son is driven by devotion. Why do I show up? Because I'm an employee of God? No. It's because I'm in the family business. Listen, I used to do what I'm doing right now for many, many years. I never worked in the church. I volunteered everywhere, and the dust bowl is coming. You feel that? I'm just telling you, if I get blown off the stage, I will be in heaven with Jesus, and I will be good. Just letting you know. But I'm telling you, I never did, this. I never did anything we've done to make a pay, have a paycheck. It took a lot of convincing for me to give up my other job to do this because all I'm in it for is reaching people. This is why we try so hard to do all the things we're doing. That's why we're online. That's why we have a drive-in. We're going to do all kinds of stuff next weekend. Why? Because we're in the family business. And we're going to talk family in just a minute. So let's do that. Let's, let's talk about what's happening real quick. And then we'll t- let's talk about it as a family. So if we're in the family, then what's, our, what's dad doing? You ever asked that question? So, why is this happening? Let me give you some stuff that happened. Here's what you need to know. Every time there is something that goes wrong or goes left or goes right, there seems to be a spiritual awakening and a revival that takes place afterwards. And you know, look, if you can go back to the Spanish flu in 1918, that's when that it, it happened after that. World War I, World War II. People find. A spiritual awakening, a spiritual connection to God. And here's what's really strange after all that. We find it, we find it that we actually, actually love one another. And we actually love people we didn't like to start with. This all changes everything. What's dad doing? What's he doing? The Great Depression, can you only imagine? My, grand, my aunt lived through that. It changed her life forever and how she saw everything and how she saw people. It changed everything for her. Korean War, the rights in the 60s, desegregation of the schools. I remember those things. I remember that. You know what everybody said to me? Here's what you're saying now. Is the world ending? I love this. Is the, we just had a dust bowl. Is this it? Well, no. Let me say this. What's Dad doing? Dad, what's, he, what's he doing? I can tell you in just a minute. The assassination of President Kennedy. We could keep going on and on. And how many times have we said, this must be the end? And our dad saying, no, not the end. What's he doing? I'll tell you what he's doing. Each time some event happens, we find people connecting to God. We find people connecting to each other that would have never connected. So I'm going to give you three things and we're going to be done. I'm going to read you a verse, and it's in Isaiah 28, 23 through 26. Isaiah 28, 23 through 26. And I'm just going to read it straight up, and it sounds like I'm talking to you. You ready? Listen to me. That's in the verse, by the way. I'm not just saying that. Listen to me. Listen and pay close attention. Is everybody paying attention? Here we go. Does a farmer always plow and never sow? Well, no. He we'd never have any food if he, all he did was plow, correct? He was, he, so he's, he's telling us something. Our, our dad's telling us something right now. Is he forever cultivating the soil and never planting? He's asked again. Is he going to keep just digging up the soil, cultivating the soil? Is he never going to plant? Well, no, he's going to plant. But we've got to dig up some soil. You see, what's happening we're being plowed right now. Everybody get this? Our dad's plowing. Why is he plowing? Well, it, well, I have to get people's attention. I have to soften up the ground before we can plant. This happens after everything that goes on, every world war, every whatever, every COVID, what's Dad doing? Dad's plowing. And his children need to know he's plowing. You see, what? some of you are scared, this is the end. No, it's not the end. It's the beginning. It's a new thing that God's about to do. I'm telling you. He's plowing. So he asked twice, is he just going to plow? Is he just going to cultivate? No, he's not going to do that. He's getting things ready. So dad's getting things ready. Watch what happens. Does he not finally plant the seeds? Well, sure he does. But he has to get through the plowing. See, everything you need to hear from and know from, this is all seasonal stuff. This is, this is normal. God has to plow to get people's attention. God has to plow in order for people to pay attention and get, and open up their hearts in order the seed to even be planted. You don't need to be afraid. Listen to me, family. We're in the family business. You need to relax and get ready. Don't be, don't listen. Don't be afraid of Facebook. Goodness gracious. Don't be afraid of the news. Don't be afraid of November, who's getting elected. Ah, our dad's plowing, and he's getting ready. He said he's going to plant seeds. Watch this. I'm going to read this. He says, each in the proper way. In other words, he knows exactly how to get to the people he needs to get to and where to plow and what they need. He said, each in their proper way, each in the proper place. I know where they are. I know the place they live. So we're going to plow, and then there's going to be a plant. So I don't know where in here, but I'm, well, as soon as the plowing's done, we're going to keep planting in the proper place. And where's that place? It's all around the world now. It's all around the world. The farmer knows just what to do. How does he know that? For God has given him understanding. So, Everybody ready? Family? If you're in the family business, you need to relax and trust God, and the world's not ending. So here's what God's doing. Here we go. We're plowing, we're planting, and guess what we get to do? And we get to pick. (laughs) That day is coming where you will see all the fruit of what's happening now. Once the plowing is done and the planting is done, and then the harvest comes in. This is how it always works with our Heavenly Father and our Dad. This is how it works. This is what's happening now. So, Marathon, if you're listening to me, you should be excited because we, we we're, we're going be to start planting. It's coming. And then we're going to see what the, what the harvest brings. So, remember, we're plowing, planting, and picking. And none of this all happens at the same time. Do you understand? You don't plant corn today and get corn today. Although, we would love that in America. <laughs> if we could microwave a corn like that, we would, but that's not the way it works. So everything's in a season. This season shall pass, and then we will plant, and then we will reap a harvest. How do we know that's the way it's been all the way through the Bible? Nothing surprises our dad. You have to figure out how you, re- how you address him, and who's your daddy. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for what you're doing. Dad, it's so good to be out here today in the middle of a dust bowl. Sometimes I wonder if you're just smiling at us right now as the wind begins to blow me off the stage. I think you enjoy that sometimes. And Father, it is so good to see what is happening. It is so good because we know you're plowing. We know the planting is about to start, and then the harvest will come in. This morning, for all of you that are listening here today and online everywhere if you would like to accept Jesus Christ you want him to pay your bill and hey, you want to know what it's like to be in a family you want to feel that miraculous transformation that happens when Jesus Christ comes into your life if you want to you know that then pray this prayer with me Jesus I ask that you come into my life and change me make me a new person I want to follow you I ask that you forgive me of my sin. Forgive me for not following you sooner. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose from the dead. Thank you for hearing my prayer and making me part of the family. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's give it up for everybody. Yes. All right, we're in the family business. Let's get down to business. See y'all next week. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us online at MarathonChurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us at MarathonChurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church Podcast.